0: The verse of the day is Psalms 111, verse 10. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. A good understanding have all they that do his commandments, his praise endures forever.
1: episode of jc and
2: co how y'all been this week Who? that's a loaded question i've been good this week i had a lot a lot going on um i feel like this week god definitely was working on my patience for sure working on my patience and also helping me to be more present and in the moment because when you're about to graduate Everything just starts hitting you at once. Where am I going to live? What am I going to do? Just all these things and getting ready for that. But I feel like God is telling me, you're still in your current season. Pay attention. Be mindful and plan, but don't plan too far ahead that you miss what I'm trying to tell you. So that's how my week was pretty much.
1: I feel, I feel that. that.
0: My <laughs> week was pretty good, actually. Yeah, just trying to be like me. Uh My week went actually... It was pretty normal week, just going to work, you know, handling business as usual. But it also was a week that ended with a real downer, but ended up starting off my new week,
2: mm.
0: which is we're recording on Sunday, y'all. So my new week with a, you know, a a, a, a stepping to a high, a, like a higher reach than when I was last week. So it's a, live? it's and. Yeah, this is something that is, is, is going to, I feel like it's going to bless the listeners this time.
1: Well, before we get into that, uh, let me just say how my week was, real quick. My week was cool. <laughs> All right, y'all.
2: <laughs> really? <laughs> you could have kept that.
1: I just try to let the people know. I
0: feel that. I feel that. <laughs>
2: you could have kept so,
0: that. The topic of this week is sin. And I know when people hear dun, sin, dun, they're dun, like, dun, oh, you Someone's trying, to do, someone's trying to tell me what to do. I don't want to listen. My life is my life. If I'm saved, then it doesn't matter what you think. Blah, blah, blah. I heard it all before. Mm. But I actually had a situation that came upon me that I thought I wouldn't be revisiting ever again in my life. And it's completely humbled me in a way that I knew when i woke up this morning i had to speak about this on this podcast because like that previous the previous week i I was quoted saying you don't go through what you go through for yourself but you you go through it for somebody else Mm -hmm. and i know that when it comes to these talks people don't really want to hear you know, oh, well, the Bible says this, Bible says that, and then you have the argument, oh, we're not in the law, we're in grace, and then people don't understand between the two, and blah, 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 and we just get into this whole arguments that people don't understand, all of it from a lack of understanding. And I felt like I wanted to give out, you know, my testimony in regards to what what actually happened, and give y'all an understanding of how God broke me down, and back up from those from that situation so i'm gonna go ahead and begin by telling y'all man i actually slipped up and did something that i haven't done in a very long time that i thought that i was would never turn back to do and that was i actually ended up puffing a little smoking a little bit of weed and at the time i was like man I I was uh, at the time I was a little conflicted, but it was I can't blame nobody else but myself in the situation like this, and I knew better, and I ended up slipping up. And I was I'm on my way home, driving home from the situation. I was very very adamant on what I've done, and I had to have. And the conversation was just swirling to my head of like, "Wow, bro, you really just did that. You put yourself in that situation." And you you went through with it and you had the opportunity to turn from it, man. And I I literally was just looking at myself in disgust. And I woke up the the next morning and I was just, you know, sad, really sad, really uh, felt like I was, you know, not worth God's time because I keep, I, I, I went back to doing something that I felt like he delivered me fully from. And, you know, there's a verse in the Bible, I, I didn't get time to write it down, but it's quoted that, you know, when the Lord saves you or something, when you go back to it, it's like a dog going back to eat his vomit, is how he references it, too.
1: I remember that verse, yeah.
0: And that was what was ringing through my head. And I just felt so terrible. And I was, and I asked God for forgiveness a lot. And I went to, and I woke up the next morning still feeling so sorrowful for what I've done. And you know I cried and stuff like that, and a lot of people may be like, "Oh, you just smoke a little bit of weed. i literally literally did, to bring better perspective, I literally took like four hits, like four puffs so that that's like for people that don't know it's like pulling four times on on a square or something if y'all more familiar with that and
2: urban dictionary
0: right, <laughs> <laughs> and um most people would be like, it's not, yeah, it's not a big deal. But for me, it's a big deal because there was something that I woke up one day and it was, the, the feeling was gone, and I, and I made the biggest mistake to just turn and do something like that. So I prayed that morning, and I asked God to forgive me. I seriously did. I, can't, I It came from the heart. I've was, I was already been kind of just on this sluggish – walk with Christ I've been kind of been too tolerant of how I've been moving and not being vigilant and understanding the uh the adversary and our adversary the devil who lurks and waits for vulnerable opportunities to strike and um I wasn't aware and I let myself get struck now then I was feeling terrible but now I feel so alive and happy and Glad that I made it through this storm because this isn't this isn't something that I felt like I was going through only for me, but for the people that maybe listen to this podcast, or for the people that are the host of this podcast. So, to give y'all the spiel to help understanding, this podcast is going to be a lot of you know me talking, but I want y'all to know this is straight from the heart, straight from. God himself, waking up this morning, um, I listened to a preacher and he was speaking on, you know, being dead, uh, walking, walking, being a walking dead amongst amongst the the church of Christ. And um, one of the things he pointed out was he, when he was speaking about sin, this is when I knew God was starting to work on me immediately. And I'm, and I'm so grateful that yeah, I mean I know some people never felt that but I know some people that that feel what I feel is when God just breaks you down and then builds you back up as it goes so there was a verse I wanted to talk about I wanted to quote that I wanted to start off with and it's John 8:44 and and that verse is probably one of the most uh unpopular verses amongst the false prophets that I preach out On these fine Sundays. And. uh, One of the things. The the verse says. John 8 verse 44 says. Ye are of your father the devil. And the lust of your father ye will do. He was a murderer from the beginning. And abode not in truth. Because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie. He speaketh of his own. For he is a liar. And the father of it. That verse crushed me. I was like. Damn. I really felt, I really felt like I was like, man, I had to look at myself in the mirror or just had that thought in my head, like I am of the devil for what I've done and just cut it dry like that because this walk is cutthroat and God's going to tell you just how it is. You know, and when I heard that, I was like, man, I have literally felt like I hit rock bottom. I, I threw my hands up, I started crying. And I felt like as if it was one of those situations that not much people go through day-to-day. Day. So what ended up happening is um, he was going through the service and he was explaining himself and he he was telling ta- he was talking about how you you know if you if you walk in the life of sin, you don't really know Christ. So For me to pose a question to my fellow hosts, like, have you guys ever been in a situation where you felt like you was at rock bottom? Because I know I don't feel alone in here.
1: Oh, facts, of course. There's been, growing up, I've made so many mistakes that it just reminded me that God loves me enough to make me realize what I'm doing wrong. And one of the biggest things was fornication. I didn't really have an understanding of not doing, you know, certain things because I'm watching my peers and I'm watching it on TV. You know, you hear about it all the time. You don't think it's wrong. So when you start being a part of it, you know, you're of this world and it becomes no issue. But it kept pulling on my heart. Samantha, you need to stop. And I didn't get it until I got it. And it's not an easy road because when you don't have the Holy Spirit, it's an everyday battle of trying to make sure that you're doing things right. And it's so difficult because every day you have to wake up, okay, make sure you're on your P's and Q's, make sure you don't do this wrong, make sure you don't do that wrong. And it could be the smallest thing when it comes down to somebody cutting you off on the road and you throw up the middle finger at them and cuss them out, or, you know, issues, small issues where you hold resentment towards people small issues like for other people when it comes down to smoking weed like other people like you said look at it like it's nothing but these things are sinful and just because it's something that's normalized in this world doesn't mean that God's people are supposed to be a part of it
0: man that man wow how about you Kanita
1: well before I even
2: start just thank you Junior for even telling us that story because a lot sure. of us, we hide our shameful moments. We don't want other people to know, especially on a podcast where we were talking to people about God and Christ. It's really easy to fall into a I'm perfect role and we're here to help you. Mm. And that is not what this podcast is about at all. We are all children of God with our own issues. So for you, it might've been, oh, something as quote unquote small as smoking weed For others, it could be I'm still having a problem with denying my flesh of sexual lust. I'm still having a problem of being obedient. I keep going back to the same old habits. I I know that God is telling me you need to stop doing another to ascend into your purpose. But I continue to let my habits, continue to let the devil come and play in, in my life. So for some of us, Don't look at just junior like, oh, that's just smoking weed. But think about things that you do that, you know, like, wow, I feel shameful when I do it. And you know, that's God telling you like, okay, I should not be doing this. But thank you so much for that testimony, because a lot of us can relate to that. I will say that for me, my thing, one of my biggest tough times, one of the toughest times in my life was my problem with forgiveness. When I was younger, I had a lot of things happen in my life that built that built me up to be a very angry person. I remember going home and I would just, I just would hate to be at my mom's house because I had issues with her, issues with my stepdad. I had feelings toward my, toward my real dad. And I was just allowing that unforgiveness to impact other areas of my life. And I kept playing the victim. Like, hey, these people did this to me. My mom married my stepdad. When I told her that we didn't like him, it created it created complete chaos in my life. Only those closest to me know the nitty gritty of things that happened in my household. And it created a very toxic environment to the point that my brother had to leave the house at just 18, right after high school, because it was just so bad. So I blamed my mom for that, and I blamed my stepdad for that, and I blamed my dad for not being there enough the way I thought that he should have been. And I looked at my other friends whose fathers were in their lives, and it only made me even more bitter. But the closer I got to God, the more I started praying, the more I started reading my word and opening up my heart to him and telling God, I'm bitter and I'm mad at you that you gave me this life. Like, why can't I have a father and a mother that's still together, happy, healthy? Why am I in this situation? And God had to remove that from me. God had to tell me that, hey, this happened for a reason. What are you going to do about it? You can't stay like this because it was impacting every area of my life. And finally, I started to work toward forgiving. I I had to forgive myself first, though. But then slowly but surely, I started to forgive my mom. I literally had to take it one person at a time, literally. Mm -hmm. It wasn't some overnight, I forgive all y'all. Like, you know, you're forgiven, you're forgiven, you're forgiven. (laughs) It was literally like (laughs) one person at a time. And it had to start with my mom and I had to forgive her. And we had a conversation and I literally felt like a weight had been lifted off my shoulders. Because I felt like I could finally talk to my mom about things and we can laugh and have a good time. And we really couldn't do that before because I was blocking her. And she already felt guilty for the decisions that she made. And she expressed that to me. Mm -hmm. I feel guilty. I'm sorry. I feel bad that I allowed this in your life. And I had to forgive her and understand that my mom was a human being too with her own trauma that she quite frankly hadn't dealt with. And then with my stepdad, I had to look at him and say, you know what? I know about your trauma too. And I had to learn to forgive him. That was a bit harder. And I'm still working on that fully. But I know that in order for me to be forgiven by Christ, I have to forgive them. Um, with, with my dad, I forgave him. And me and him are in a way better place where I can call him and we can laugh. And I go to his house and we just have a good time. It wasn't like that before. But now I feel a lot just less burden with this anger and this bitterness, and I noticed that when I when I forgave them, it transformed the way I even saw myself. Mm-hmm. and that was a huge blessing that God gave me.
0: interesting. so yeah, I mean that's all blessing and I'm, I'm that that's just a testimony to to the people that do listen. You're not listening to a bunch of people that believe that they're perfect and they can do whatever they're God's greatest gift to the world. We sit here in front of you guys struggling with the same things that everyone else struggles with. We just happen to know that in order for us to be free from that sin, we have to chase the man that can change that that for us. And that's God himself, Jesus Christ. So continuing my, my story. He was going on, and as he broke me down, there's another verse he said. I'm not going to read it, but it was First John 2, verse 3. You can check it out yourself. Um, it's in regards to not really knowing Christ. And, uh, yeah, I ended up moving on. He was talking about, now I felt, and this is all in hindsight as I'm looking at this, because at the time, I'm just writing this stuff down. I'm just like, I'm hurt. You know, I've, I've been crushed, but I'm just listening. I'm listening, but as I, was, I, I look back in hindsight, Everything just made sense on what's being spoken to me. I felt like God was just speaking to me. Like He crushed me, but he was building me back up. He lifted me back up, and he gave me uh, Matthew 16, 24 to 26. I mean, uh, Romans 6, 14. And uh, it says, For sin shall not have dominion over you, for you are not under the law, but under grace. And with that... I looked at it as that God picked me up and said, here, here's your, here's your fighting stick. Here's your tool. Whenever whenever that you deal with a situation of, a, of urge to sin or you're, you're facing the, the trial as you go, understand that if you call on the Lord, you can trust him because he, he's already said. And when, when God says something, he says it and it means it and he means it. And it's for sin shall not have dominion over you. So when you rebuke it, say, Satan will flee, because it, it, when when Satan when Satan wants to, the the greatest analogy he gave was when a lion is going to go after some food, they don't go after the, the the herd, they don't go after the big the big buffaloes, they go after the 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 kids or the weak ones that are straggling behind the the crew, and they wait for that vulnerable the opportunity of vulnerability to attacking when it's not when it's not focused or where it cannot be protected by his his buffalo and the analogy he used to connect that is that the people that are rooted in God that have been in there for 10 15 years just following god and doing his will those are the big buffalo that the devil wants to pull you from he wants to make you god wants to pull he want I mean the devil wants to pull you and pull you to the the homeboy that doesn't even really believe in Jesus, He wants supporting you to the to the to the homies that are gonna bring you to back to the hood, that's gonna get you back on the block, that's gonna get you back to scamming or doing anything that does not reflect that does not reflect Christ. So, that that was a, a moment of okay, God's building me back up. He gave me a tool. Now I have no excuse when a sin comes up. I must understand and remember Romans 6, 14, cause he's already given me victory over this sin that's trying to be, that's coming upon me.
2: Yeah. And
0: it, go ahead.
2: Honestly, everything that you're saying, I think of it, even when it was to begin about the law, like I understand that it was, applying, it was applying to something different during that time. But in 2021, I look at that and I apply it to like culture, you know, everything that's going on in this world, culture is so strong you know and it's it tells you that it's okay to explore your sexuality it's okay to explore different drugs or do your thing it's okay to chase the bag it's okay to try to understand different religions and where everybody is coming from it's okay culture makes you feel like this is all of this is normal like there's there's no god in schools there's not even god in community centers Nobody is sitting people down to talk about Christ, really. It's always be okay, be comfortable. Like they're teaching kids, explore your sexuality. It's okay. And it's not okay. But culture tells you, which to me is kind of like the law, because the second you go against it, you're hated on, you're canceled. Mm-hmm. They, they take away your job. You are left with nothing the second you buck the system and say, no, I do not believe in that. It's like, what? You're closed-minded. You're a horrible person. You're phobic. You're this, you're that. There's so many freaking phobics out here. It's like, goodness gracious. Sometimes people are just not phobic. That's just their belief system. Now, mm-hmm. sometimes yeah. pe- folks can be phobic. I right? know. Folks can be phobic. Phobic but, is,
0: but people don't understand what a phobia is. A phobia is a fear of something. If I don't fear, if I don't fear it, then it's not a phobia. It's just that is there a right or wrong situation, and that's what people don't want to get down to the and gritty of. That's just how I personally feel about a lot of phobia, these fake phobias that people would create.
2: Yeah, like I, I think about this isn't a, a phobia, but when I was younger, and I was into a. a astrology and I remember being like you know pe- folks telling me oh yeah you know you're a, you're a Gemini and it, everybody was labeled these signs and they make it sound so good because that's how the devil gets you the devil makes it sound so good and people will tell you things about yourself and you're like yeah that is true like mm-hmm. I do I, I do have mood swings like I do have two different personalities and I was on that or like yeah Scorpios are freakier and I was believing in that and I was getting into like oh what is my sun sign and my moon and all these things and, and it sounded so beautiful and so lovely and so good and everyday affirmations from from the astrology website and all these apps but then I was reading the word and I realized not one time in the bible does it say that you're a Gemini if you're born between these months <laughs> like it doesn't speak about, oh yeah, you're a Scorpio and you're and you're this and you're that. And I was like, wow. Like, why would God describe me as a two-headed monster? Because that's literally the sign for Geminis. Like we're two-headed, well, they are two-headed monsters. And I was just like, that doesn't even sound right. Like, that sounds demonic to me. That doesn't even sound plausible. And then that's when I slowly started weaning off of it. But it, it has become so rampant. And if you even try to denounce it, a whole crowd of believers will attack you. Like what? You know, like don't speak them. Well, you don't understand. No, I do understand it. You don't understand it. (laughs) I
1: think about things like that. And the Bible already says, do not fall um, short of witchcraft and astrology and all that stuff. So if people open up the Bible, they would know that what they're doing is wrong. But it's the fact of it's, it's comfortable to be of the world and Mm -hmm. like just like the whole point of this the whole point of this is like something as small as what people popularize as just smoking weed that became so cool and that people make excuses as to a horrible habit becomes something something so serious when you know it's wrong when you feel it in your spirit that it's wrong it's wrong point blank period that's your that's your spirit telling you hey you need to stop Right. And if you choose to ignore that, there are there's always some type of consequence, always.
0: Right, exactly. So I thank you guys for sharing your viewpoints. It's very much needed. Um, so to move on to what, what else happened um, that faithful morning, uh, the Lord Continue to build me back up by telling me, giving me instructions, and when one of the instructions he gave me was in Matthew six twenty four, verse twenty six, and it's a popular verse, but until you're in the situation yourself, you kind of it kind of goes overlooked because it's so it sounds so nice, but it's not the it, it, it's like dealing with the reality of. Um. The verse starts off saying Matthew 24 it says, then said Jesus unto his disciples, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me for whosoever will save his life shall lose it. And whosoever will lose his life for my sake shall find it for what is a man, to, a man profited if he shall gain the whole world and, his, and lose his own soul and mm. or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul so the the you know the um instruction that i got from him was taking up my cross and following him so he gave me he gave me my tool to fight sin and he's telling me take your tool if you pick up your cross and follow me the tool, all these things are representing, all these objects that we're using, that we're, that we're picking up now is all representing Christ because it's him that's going to help us get through all these situations. Taking up our cross is knowing that God, he, he's really carrying the weight of what happened. He's the one that took the beatings. He's the one that took the, the, the that's had to, that had to um, give up blood and water for us to, to, to live the lives that we live now. He's the, he was the holy sacrifice. So with him, you know, giving me a tool to use his name when I'm fighting against sin. And then on top of that, when I'm dealing with trials and tribulations, I'm picking up my cross, knowing that the Lord He He got my back. I'm the one that's He's the one, He He's the one that's that's taking up my life. I'm I'm walking in His step. I'm following Him. Whatever He's gonna go through, He's already prevailed. He's shown that he prevailed through everything on earth. From what they try to throw at Him, He prevailed through it. So following yeah. those same footsteps or a passageway similar to like an underground railroad, like how the um, slaves would get out with Harriet Tubman, following that same exact path to get out of slavery.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Following the same exact path to Jesus as, as he was getting whipped, as he was getting beat up, as he was getting killed, trying to be murdered, being tried by the devil, going through 40 days, 40 nights of fasting, being tempted, being ch- challenged as you go through all these things, understand the person that went through those same footsteps defeated these things and gave you victory already. Because that route itself is already shown pros- to be prosperous. So that was something that, that was the one of the, another instru- instruction he gave me. And we have to understand that walking with God, we have to confess our sins to him. Mm -hmm. He, he, the the eye in the sky, don't lie. A lot of athletes will understand that, that one. He sees everything. He sees it all. Like you don't, you don't get a, you don't really get the opportunity to just be like, Oh, hide the cookie behind your back and, 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 Get your edge away behind the wall and and, and hide and eat the cookies. Like it's not a situation like that. God seen you take the cookies, seen you edge away, and he's seen you eat. It. So I've had so,
2: plenty of cookies in my day. Exactly. <laughs> <is that,
0: laughs> not only that, uh, He heard. He He knows the thoughts that were going in your mind. He knows what you're looking at. He, oh yeah. It's all of that. But He doesn't strong arm you to tell Him. It's when you are convicted of your sin, like I was, is when you confess it to him and you genuinely ask for forgiveness. Is when he steps in and he forgives you and he gives you, he breaks you down just how the story is going and builds you back up and gives you the tools to go onward. When you're not sincere and you're asking for forgiveness, you don't get any of that. And you can tell.
2: And I think that's also a little misconception is that if you just ask God for forgiveness it'll just be forgiven. And while God is a very for- forgiving God, even with with the with the Israelites, every time God would punish them, they would be like, "Oh God, please forgive us. We're sorry." And then they'll do it again. And eventually they they were punished. They were exiled. So God was like, "You know what? I'm not going to take any more pity on you because you don't genuinely mean it." And so when people say just just ask God for forgiveness and you'll be forgiven, they kind of forget to mention. But do you feel convicted? It's
0: a like, little watered down, you know.
2: Yeah, like do you do you really feel bad about it, or are you just saying that like you can't sin and then get up and say, well, God forgive me? And then tomorrow do the exact same thing. Like, that's not how God works. Like, you can't just keep on saying that, but you feel no conviction, you feel no remorse, and you want to continue, continue to do it. You're not even trying to turn away from it. It's just like, you know what? God forgives me. God knows my heart. People say that all the time. God knows my heart. That is the most overused saying, I think, in all of Christianity. Like, God knows my heart. And yes, he does, but your actions.
1: If he, your, if he knows your heart, your actions are showing what your heart is doing. Yes.
2: Yes. Like you can't just keep throwing out. God knows my heart and continuing to fall temptation to the devil because the devil knows your heart too. The devil also knows what you're pleased by. So who are you going to give into? So I wish people will understand that asking God for forgiveness also means feeling conviction about your sin. And God knowing your heart also means that your action has to align with your heart. They are both very important.
0: Right, and that's—I think—that's a very important point that you touched on. That the devil knows what you like.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You could be a man of God, you trying not to lust. All of a sudden, now the pretty girl with the red dress with all the curves start walking towards you, and now she wants to have a conversation with you. It's those instances. It's the it's the it's the the six four guy with the nice teeth. With the waves <laughs> and a three-piece suit.
2: Not the waves. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's that in a comes three piece suit for me. And comes
0: actually for dinner, take you out to roof Chris.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I don't like steak.
0: That's what <laughs> that's what that's why you gotta say I don't like steak. Just like that. You know what I'm saying? There's those situations people don't understand. They hey the devil is the angel of the light. He makes this, and the crazy part is those situations I just explained to you the right people, they're going to say, Those are blessings of me. Nah, but to that... the ones that walk in God's path, understands that that's, that's a, a ploy to, to make me turn from what I've been doing or mm-hmm. trying to focus on. The devil just hates the fact that you want to follow God. So anything possible, he can do. Anything he'll if you like if you if you just trying to get away from any little thing he'll throw it in your face and i wanted to say a verse to to reflect to confessing your sins and understanding that you know you have to trust god in these situations and give him your whole heart um first john john 1 8 through 9 says if we say that we have no sin we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us if we confess our sins He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. That's a promise. That's a guarantee. As long as you're genuine about it. Yeah. Like the woman that was going to be stoned or the woman he met at the well, for example. He said that he asked her how many uh, those long lines of what he asked her. How many husbands do you have? And she said one, and he was like, No, you have six. Mm. And he ended up telling her the end of the story ended up with him telling her, Go and go and sin no more. Go and sin no more. People overlooked that. He forgave her for what she'd done, but he's telling her, Go sin no more. That means don't do it no more. This is your grace. This is my I let you slide. And that ver- story is portrayed as the most beautiful story. Oh, yeah, the woman had these situations and God was being serious with her. God don't speak for nothing. When God speaks, you listen. So to, to, I want to bring the seriousness back to the one thing that my goal is to bring the seriousness back to the Bible. How serious everything you read is is not a joke. Yeah. There's some heartfelt things in there for sure. But you have to understand what was the gravity of what God's trying to save her from. He's saving her from from eternal damnation when he speaks to her on that.
2: Yeah.
0: We don't think about that. We think, oh, he saved her from her sin. But no, he knows if she continues where she's going to be at. And he will, does not want any of us to go to that place. Because God, one thing, one of the things God wants to show us himself in fullness and one of the things he's going to last show people is that he is a righteous judge
2: and the thing is none of this is even easy like turning away from sin is not easy so i can speak for myself especially and say that it is really hard to wake up every single morning and make the choice to live with god But I know that it's a better choice. And it gets easier, but there are still certain things that I'm like, man, I wish I could do that. Like, I wish I could just do those things and be of this world and not have to think about my actions in that way. But I have to remember that with prayer, with my word, and with a community, it's so important to have people around you who wholeheartedly want the best for you and want the best for themselves with Christ. It's important to have people around you that speak to you about God, that if you are feeling that way, you can also turn to them as, as well as God, but it's not easy and it does take time and you will fall. Like we are, we, we all still fall. It's, I had to thought about stealing something the other day from Target. I wanted to steal something because I did not want to pay for it. <laughs> and that was literally like so stupid, <laughs> but That's I was so just easy, like, huh? I really want this. And it's really expensive. It was a record for 25 bucks. I was like, this is 25. I could just take this right now and just be done with it. But then I told myself, no, because you'll feel really bad afterwards. Gotta be disappointed. You'll be disappointed in yourself. You have to be disappointed in yourself. And I remember I was listening to um, a YouTube video and the guy was saying, no, you should feel shame." When when yeah. people say, Oh, you shouldn't feel shame, don't feel that way, he was like, No, you should feel shame because shame is what makes you change. Mm. That's the motivating factor. If I stole that record and I felt no shame, I could go back to target the next day and steal again. Exactly. Because I feel I feel nothing about it. I feel no shame. I feel no conviction. I feel okay. Now, does God want you to stay in shame? No. But you at least need to feel like that was that was wrong because if you don't feel like something is wrong what's stopping you from doing it again that's when people are labeled as psychopaths when they do something and they tell you i feel nothing about it then it's like so you felt nothing when you when you did that no shame no remorse no guilt no anything nope felt nothing you're 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 crazy you're crazy if you can commit a crime or hurt somebody or hurt yourself and just feel nothing about it. So shame to me is important to feel it's just you just can't stay in shame.
0: Yeah. Right. It's um one of the quotes he said was sin can't reign in your life unless you allow it. Mm. So sin is a decision. Temptation is something that you can't control. Two different things, you know. Mm-hmm. So you know, moving along as he was the man of God was preaching and I was accepting the word, he pointed out a couple there's several perfect men in the Bible that people don't know because there's, there's this thing we say we're not perfect, but we we strive to be perfect in the in, in the walk with Christ. Because mm-hmm. we we there's this inconceived notion that God can't you're not you can't be perfect. But it's like with God everything is possible. So you can be perfect. Cause if God if it got if everything was not possible the God, he would have never said everything is possible through him. So one of the men he spoke about was um one of the most famous men famous men in the Bible. His name is uh I believe it was um Noah. I was thinking Joshua for some reason. Noah. And uh, he, in verse, uh, Genesis 6, verse 9, he says, these are the generations of Noah. Noah was a just man and perfect in his generation. And Noah walked with God. Another man that was perfect in his ways was Job. And Job 1, verse 1, he says, there was a man in the land of Uz whose name was Job. And that man was perfect and upright and one that feared God and eschewed evil. Now, I'm looking at this conversation that God's having with me. a One-sided conversation, cause I'm not saying nothing. I'm just sitting there all sad. I done messed up. But now, I'm starting to lift up and see what God really wants me to do. So, he's, for example, for and this is for you guys, and I'm telling you, I just feel like this is going to bless somebody extremely. And it's just, he's told me who I who, who I am right now to him. I'm a devil's child. And you just got to look at that straight up. But he loves me so much. He, he, he gives me the weapon to fight the sin. He tells me who to follow. He tells me to make sure I confess my sin. Now he's showing me who does he want me to be. And his expectation of us is written here. In Matthew 5, verse 48. And I have a lot of verses, y'all. Today is the Bible day, you know? Yeah. You know
2: I mean? <laughs> I'm like, he, he throwing them out.
0: <laughs> yeah. So Matthew 5, verse 48. He's like, be therefore perfect, even as your father, which is in heaven, is perfect. So God can't expect you to be perfect. And it's impossible for you to be perfect. Another man's Enoch. Everyone knows about you know like he translated God was He was so perfect God loved him so much that he just he's he not didn't even see death he just translated him and sent him up to heaven right then and there he's like yeah you don't gotta die bro <laughs> you don't gotta see that
2: <laughs> you not die <that>, bro
0: <laughs> so with that being said you know God's expectation for us is to be perfect and you have to strive for that and you got ask for Him to, to, to put you in that position and when you receive the Holy Spirit that's when perfection starts to occur. You're still going to, have to go through the fleshly desires. But you're, 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 since you're going to be a rooted tree at the time, by then, by the time God gives you the gift, some people get the gift immediately. Some people have to wait and tarry for it. But when you get that gift, you're rooted in the Lord. And it's tough, very, very tough for the devil to come and shake you. Yeah. To the point he just says, forget it. I'm just going to um, threaten your life. And it's nothing new. He told Jesus to jump off a cliff because the angels would come and save him, right? Hmm. So he got to a point where he just he had to tell Jesus, "Just kill yourself." And that's just a, that's how the devil works. He tries everything. And he when he can't do nothing, he just he, he he's like a baby. Tent, a, tent, a tantrum comes, and he just not starts threatening your life. This passage I listen to that get death threats all the time for preaching the word of God. I personally feel like if your pastor does not get hate, he's not really a preacher of God. But that's a whole nother conversation for another time. Yeah. <laughs> so with that being said, I wanted to leave you guys with, you know, a word of encouragement. Um, you don't the one of the things that the one of the last things I heard from that sermon was quote unquote, uh, you don't know everything, but you can abide. And what the Lord has revealed to you. Be led by the Holy Spirit.
1: Mm.
0: And as you're growing in Christ, you may not know everything about what's going on in the Bible, but you know you shouldn't be stealing. You know Mm -hmm. you shouldn't be lying. You know what I'm saying? You know you shouldn't be having sex before marriage. No one's sitting here trying to be an angel in front of y'all. We all just explained to y'all earlier in this podcast that we are flawed. But incredibly understand, incredibly, tremendously. Well, if you want to keep playing this word game, <laughs> <laughs> exceedingly.
2: Okay. <laughs> yeah, we, we, don't be mad. Don't be mad because I know how to use words. Oh, okay,
0: you got it. You got it. So, I I leave that with people for people to understand that. We don't know everything, but as we continue to grow in our walk with Christ, we implement those things. He said, you know, if if I didn't know if I didn't know I wasn't allowed to curse and I've been letting on, I, I can't I'm not supposed to curse. Hey, let's try to not curse.
2: Yeah. I have Put to your best foot one. forward.
0: Put your best foot forward. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm with you, connected. I ain't I ain't Mr. uh clean. Yeah, People, sometimes. You know what I'm mean? saying? let I try my best. <laughs> Sometimes, Sometimes my emotions is the best of you me. You just be like, this mother. <laughs> like exactly. So, with that being said, I wrote Lord. down. I'm trying. One, one thing I wrote down was, uh, it's 100% your choice. Obey or to disobey. And that's the one thing I love about God is that he doesn't stronghold nobody. If you want, if you want to follow him, you can. If you don't want to, you can two different paths that lead to two different places. Your choice.
2: Ooh, I felt that okay. Mm. I felt that.
0: So yeah, I encourage y'all to do your best to follow Christ and don't. And when you fall, don't be too scared to confess to him and, and, and let him know, hey, I messed up.
2: Yeah, God, God wants that. He wants us to confess to him when we do mess up because it shows yeah. that we're in a relationship with him. It shows that we care instead of us trying to fix it or instead of us creating more damage by trying to cover it up. Or when we get upset about something, instead of coming to him, we might do something stupid that we know that we shouldn't be doing. I believe that God wants us to come to him and say, you know what, God, I repent. I repent for this. This this is how I feel. I apologize. Like, how How can you help to build this up inside of me? How can you help to strengthen this muscle? And sometimes it's the muscle of obedience the muscle of self-discipline the muscle of of our mouths you know like junior and me were saying with cursing like god how can you help me to stop cursing like in those moments give me the strength to use different words you know god how can i resist the temptation of my flesh that when this person does want to hang out how do i say no like just god can help you in all those little ways and i think people always think of god as just like you know, he's only here to work the big miracles and he's so grand, which he is. He's a enormous. He's grand. He's everything. But God is also our father and he loves us and he knows that we're gonna stumble with the little things. You know, a quick little story was with my cousin. She was fasting and it was a Hershey kiss that she ate that took that ruined her fast for that day. And she called me and she was like, I let something so small as a Hershey kiss ruin my fast for the day. And it was just something so small. It wasn't a big piece of chicken. It was just a Hershey kiss that she just grabbed and just (laughs) popped in her mouth. And it was funny, but at the same time, that's so many of us. It's the little thing that trip us up. And God knows that. It's It's not always the big things. It can be something so small as not smoking weed. It could be something so small as being like, "Why would you steal a record?" That's bummy behavior. Like, <laughs> why would you? <laughs> why would you do that? Just wait until you can afford to get this record, and plus the, all the other things in your cart. Just wait. It could be something like, you know what? Don't respond back to that text message. Why? You know he's trash. You know what he wants. Don't respond back. Little things like that. You you go to God and say, God. Help me to say no.
1: And one thing I can, uh, I wanted to piggyback off of what Keneathia said, Junior kind of grazed over it. But um, when this whole situation happened, usually the first thing that I assume that a lot of people do is go to their friends and be like, oh, hey, friend, I just did this. What should I do? Instead of getting advice or talking to God or repenting, we go to our peers, we we talk to other people and get their advice. And it's a beautiful thing at the fact that when he was so low and so sad, he didn't choose to call one of his homeboys or one of his other friends or his best friends. He chose to sit down and be in that moment with God, like, God, I've messed up and I need you. Because there's so many times when we're down bad, we think our friends can be our saviors. We talk to our friends before we talk to God about anything.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: it's something that I feel as though, has to change. And it only can change when we build that relationship with God to trust him enough that whatever we go through, he is willing and open to us and he's willing to save us. And there's too many times we keep uh, believing in man more than we believe in God. We trust man more than we believe in God. And that's a change that Christians have to stop because our peers can make mistakes the same way we do. And they don't know any better than us. It's just the same thing when we see people that are married? How can you go to another friend to talk about your marriage when your marriage is a God sent thing? Mm -hmm. You're supposed to talk to God about your situation. If anything, talk to other holy people about your situation. You shouldn't, you shouldn't call your homegirls and tell them about what's going on because you know what's going to happen. Your homegirls are going to tell you, defile your marriage, divorce that person and live an adulterous
0: life. Because they're trying to protect you and they think about your flesh, not thinking about your spiritual.
1: At mm-hmm. all. Exactly. Or just like, you know, if it's a situation where something like this, if Junior Junior talked to his homeboys telling them that, you know, hey, I messed up and I just smoked weed and I told myself I'll never do it. God fixed me from this and I just went back. His people are gonna be like, bro, it's not that serious. We smoke weed all the time, or bro, it's not that serious, it's just a plant, like belittling who's something. That your that table tr- mm-hmm. who's at your table. That's the thing, mm-hmm. but at the same time, let's be real. Just like we said it right now with the way society is set up now, these things are very small. They're not big. Cursing, people curse all the time. Right now, it, when, when it comes down to cursing, people think of it as etiquette. If you curse, you don't, you don't respect yourself or things like that. But it's more than that. In the Bible, there's a verse that specifies not cursing, James 3, verse 10, 10 through 12. And so blessings and cursing come pouring out the same mouth Surely, my brothers and sisters, this is not right. There's a spring of water bubble out of both fresh water and bitter water. Does a fig tree produce olives or a grapevine produce figs? No. And you can't draw fresh water from salty spring. That's biblical. It's not about having good etiquette or being woman like or whatever the case is. That's biblical, and people don't see it like that. People will sugarcoat it and make it seem like oh, you cursing—that's fine. That's nothing. You know, if you look bad, you look bad, but that's who you are. God knows my heart, just like Kennethia said. So it's just the fact of realizing that not only God is your father, but he is your friend and he loves you. And you should go to him in these times and dire times rather than going to your, your homeboys and homegirls, talk to him. Because that relationship with him is beautiful. And your friends can't help you when it's bad times like this. While he was broken and breaking down, crying, his friends would never understand. Ever, yeah. they would not get it.
0: Yeah, they wouldn't. Right. Yeah, and I love that Sam. I love that. I love that you brought that verse in there because that's that's another overlooked point that you know you can't get sweet and bitter water from the same fountain. You can't be playing both sides of the fence. But the one thing I wanted to finish off with, I forgot to, to speak on this was, if you're going through certain situations. As far as you know, your sin and you're trying to, to get rid of it, or you're just like, Man, God, why don't you just get rid of it? Why don't you just take it away from me? There's a man named Paul that went through a uh, tribulation, and uh, long story short, he had a, it's, it's pronounced such as he had like a dagger in his side, a thorn in his side, is that to be exact, and he acts and From uh, I'm going to read 2 Corinthians 12, verse 8, and going on down. And it says, for this thing, talking about the thorn, for this thing I besought the Lord thrice, that it might depart from me. And and the Lord said to him, my grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Now, that's that verse is so big because it's like, God let you know my grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. When you're at your lowest, boom, that's when God can work hard. That's when God can fill you up, push you to the top, back to the brim. When you're weak, because now his strength has to take over. Now you're not oh I could do this, I can do that, I can do this. I I'll, I'll do I'll figure it out myself. Oh, I'm just going to stop sinning on my own. Like no. When you realize you you you're you're defeated. You've been fighting it. Cuz Paul asked 3 times before then Paul was fighting it. Then the Lord had to let him know, look, you're weak right now and this is great because I can now step in and and, and be your full strength. Mhm. So, this builds your faith. Talking about how he gave me the my, my 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 fighting stick by telling me to call upon his name whenever sin whenever I'm dealing with sin. That's him being strong in that situation. That's not me. It all goes back to Jesus. So, I say that I say that to say you know look at this as an opportunity to build your faith. He's going this is God wants your faith to be as st- still as a as a strong 100-year-old oak tree. That's he wants it to be sturdy because there's going to be a time when you're going to need to be sturdy.
2: Mm.
0: You're going to need to be still. You don't know when that time is going to hit. That's why you got to take these little these battles that I'm taking on right now. This is for something bigger. So, yeah, I thank everybody for listening. I thank everybody for respecting my story. I know some people may not deem it as a big thing, but look how much it can impact, how it impact me. How I pray, I pray so much that it impacts somebody that's listening or may listen.
1: Amen.
2: And let the church say, hey, man. Amen. 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 Okay. Now the church be like amen, man preacher. And they gotta have that face
1: too. They gotta have
2: mm, they gotta have that, mm, that little spank. face scrunched up, mouth downward, <laughs> neck, neck scrung. Amen. That's the lie, the lie.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> you can't be in church, amen. No, you gotta amen. Serious, that's from the soul. Yes, from sir. The, from the soul, okay. That's you gotta make sure your preacher No, I'm <laughs> feeling it. I preacher always you always
0: gonna are. ask the congregation, uh, y'all getting tired? Oh yeah, um, the preacher always like, hey,
2: gonna I'm act, act no, go thing. ahead, go ahead. There's always that one Am I lady. touching you? Who in the room can relate? Oh, yeah, all come over listening. here. Let's, let's come over here. The preacher always trying to play the sides against each other. Preacher, stop doing that. It's, <laughs> like,
0: it's, like, it's literally, it's like a show.
2: It's like, it's uh, be
0: like, like a concert. Like oh, y'all get up over here. Not nothing. Over here.
2: The right side and the the, the right side be like Amen, hey, man preacher no you, no you
0: don't feel all that <laughs> no that's you a, don't yeah, feel
2: that's... all that
0: you wasn't even listening mm.
2: <laughs> wasn't even listening y'all on your phone what the right side what?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm, oh, I'm the right side but
2: um
1: <laughs> no this was beautiful like junior i appreciate you like Kenethia said you are extremely vulnerable and I respect it. And I feel like you are going to touch a lot of people because you are now, I feel like when it's women talking, sometimes we're overlooked, but a man, a man Mm -hmm. speaking about things that he's having issues with, regardless, small or big, it's a beautiful thing. And I feel like you're going to touch a lot of people with this. Yeah. Seriously. Seriously.
2: Mm -hmm. Men, just some things are, they don't think that men go through like they don't think that men go through having sexual convictions but it's lots of people out there lots of men out there that go through a lot of the same things that you were speaking about so i hope that somebody listens to this episode and they feel it to be like you know what i want to start making that change i want to start praying to god during my dark times and hopefully reducing (laughs) some dark
0: times from happening Yeah. yeah thanks for listening guys thanks for being uh good listeners and adding on to to what we spoke about and giving y'all testimonies too. That, that was beautiful, man. Makes me not feel like I'm alone.
2: Of course. Never alone, fam. We got yeah. you. We the left
1: side. Yeah. <laughs> but alright, y'all. So if you guys want, uh, you guys can hit us up on our Instagram, which is JC and Cole podcast. We also have a Twitter, which is JC and Cole. Our personal Instagrams are mine is by sam dc, mine is at kanithia two underscores,
0: and mine is gfsb underscore lifestyle. All right.
2: All right. So- Make sure we are here Friday streaming at twelve. Apple, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Another one. Google. <laughs> Google Podcast. Okay, Google Podcast. Yeah, basically,
1: yeah. all the all the big ones. We yeah. Here. All but right. I Who wants to end the prayer? I'll pray. Oh, yes. Okay, bonnet. There you go. (laughs) Sheesh. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) All right, y'all. Thank you for this day. Help everyone that sees to get better. Father God, thank you for everything you've done for us, protecting us, loving us, supporting us, waking us up this morning, giving us shelter, giving us food. Father God, we come to you in repentance for any mistakes that we've made, any issues that we've caused, any judgment that we've had, any insecurities, because you made us perfectly. Any problems that we have, Father God, let us come to you and not lean on our own or lean on other people, Father God, just come to you with any issues. Thank you for bringing us all together today to have this conversation that I feel is well needed for your people, a conversation that needs to be heard worldwide where Christians don't feel alone and that they have to make these moves by themselves, Father God. Strengthen everyone, let Christians be a vessel where we can communicate and talk about these things that are not easy for us, Father God, and let us bring word and happiness throughout because the times are very difficult right now and things are getting very crazy so we need you father god we need your presence in our mind in our heart and let us remember you at all times in your name i pray amen amen all right y'all peace